0: Good morning. morning. One more time. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to the worship services of Grace United Methodist Church on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. We're glad you're here. We have a lot of things going on in the life of the church, and we're going to try to bring a few of those out to your attention, but we'd like to send a special welcome out to those who are joining us online. We know we have a very faithful online presence out there. If you're listening online, you'd like to come and visit us in person. We're at 410 Harveston Boulevard. And we welcome all who come to praise the risen Christ. Come and join us for worship on Sunday morning. I'd like to thank everybody that participated last week in our, in our wonderful potluck supper. I think the smell is still lingering over in the, in the fellowship hall. Uh, lots of food, lots of good food, and lots of good communion with our, our church members as we celebrated All Saints Day. And I want to thank especially the hospitality committee for putting it all together and making sure that everybody had a good time. We do have, we are continuing our email ministry. We are sending out emails every weekday with different emphases for the day. We're also, the pastor is still producing his devotions at 3 o'clock every weekday. And we have a devotional time where we're, fellowship time that comes up every Wednesday night at 6.30. So we have a number of opportunities for you to join in with your church members and catch up with us during the week. And we invite you to take advantage of those when you can. Next Sunday, we will, going to, I'm going to talk about Christmas child at the end, but next Sunday, we going to talk, we're going to invite you to stay a little bit after service. Those of you who have not been participating in the values and visions process that we're going through right now, you'll hear more about this from the pastor later on. But we'd like to give the church an update, and we're going to do it right here in the sanctuary immediately following the service next week. If you'd like to stay and hear what that, what's going on with that, uh, we We invite you to stay and give us your input and let us know whether or not that's we 're on the right track and, and we 're on a track that we f- you feel like you can jump on with us so again, next Sunday immediately following service you won 't have to leave you can just stay here and we 'll be giving you an update on the process that we 're going through also next Sunday, we have had a tradition here at Grace that was fell victim to covid but we've we 've always provided pick uh, fruit baskets for some of the residents across the street some of those that uh, can't get out much this was typically a a ministry that the church was involved with and the and the youth were the deliverers of those this year we're going to invite anyone who'd like to participate we're going to ask the congregation to contribute fruit next sunday if you bring it in you know bags of oranges or apples or anything that we can we can put into a fruit basket and we'll be putting those baskets together next sunday at three o'clock over in the fellowship hall. And we'd, like, we'd invite you again to participate by bringing fruit. We'll have candy, we'll have a good time, and we'll have um, transportation so we can take those baskets over across the street and hand those out to people that might not be able to have something for Thanksgiving. If you have any questions about that, if you'd see me after the service, but we're just going to ask you to bring your fruit, and we're going to put it around the altar, and we'll bless it next Sunday. And then Sunday at, at 3 o'clock, we'll be putting the, the baskets together, and we will be handing those out. Today, if you, couldn't, if you didn't notice, we have a lot of things going on with our Operation Christmas Child. We will be meeting right after the service today with those of you that signed up. We, I think we have you taken care of. If you'd like to participate and you didn't sign up, believe me, we should have plenty of pizza. And we'd love for you to come and help us with this. Again, this was a ministry that was near and dear to Brian Shiley, our members, who has since gone on to glory. And the United Methodist Men has picked up this in his honor and memory and we'd love for you to participate with us. If you have any questions about this, if you see Marla McPhail or the, or the pastor or any member of the United Methodist Men, and let us know what you you know. If you can help us, if you lo- if you like to stay and and help us put these together right after service, we'd appreciate the help. Are there any other announcements that need to be made this Sunday? Okay. I was glad when they said unto me, "Let us go into the house of the Lord." Let us prepare our hearts, our minds, and our spirits for worship.
1: Let's go to God in prayer. Creator God, who claims us as your own, we bring our full selves to worship today. Our happiness and our sorrow, our singing and our crying, our strengths and our failures, we carry it all. Teach us to trust that your faithfulness endures in all the seasons and circumstances of our lives. Help us to know that all that we are is bound to you, and teach us to rest on your steadfast love as the source of our gratitude and joy, as we, your sheep, follow you wherever you lead. Amen. Let's stand and sing together the God of Abraham praise, number 116 in the hymnal. a special word of welcome and good morning to the children worshiping with us this day. We're glad to have you as a part of our worship here in person or at home, and uh, that you have come with your family to be a part of our praise to God. Uh, Today we're going to hear a story from the book of Joshua again in just a little bit, where Joshua tells the people, this is later in his life, he's an older man now, and uh, he tells the people of Israel that even at that late moment when they've settled in the promised land, they've done the work of moving into uh, what God has for them, that even then they still have to choose God. They have to make a choice to follow God instead of following all the other gods and idols that they could possibly fall in to choose. And sometimes we forget that in our life, that every day, uh, with every choice we make, we are choosing to follow God or to follow somebody else, to follow something else. And every day, just like Joshua telling the Israelites, every day we get to choose who we follow, who we serve. And we want to choose every day to follow Jesus. And one of the ways that we choose to follow is by choosing to be in mission and ministry with God. Choosing to do things that help us to connect with God like coming to worship or reading scripture or singing songs to God. Or doing acts of service and mission like Operation Christmas Child. And we have all of these Operation Christmas Child gifts down here that we're going to pack in boxes after worship. And we're going to get instructions about how to do that for those who choose to stay and serve in that way. Uh, Again, see, we get to make a choice to stay and serve in mission even today. Uh, But what I want to invite you all to do, you kids of any age, um, but kids especially, um, don't, you, you kids of past kid age, uh, don't crowd out the kids of kid age when we do this if you want to come up, but any of the kids who want to come forward and any of the kids of, of older ages who want to come up, I want you to come up and choose one gift to hold while we bless these Operation Christmas Child boxes that we're going to pack and send out. So I want you to go ahead and come and join me um, and, uh, and come pick a gift uh, pick one of these toys or items, pick something to pick up and hold in your hands um, while we have a prayer. Um, there's lots of things to choose from all over the place here today. Uh, let's see, I'm going to hold one of these notebooks because they look fun. I shouldn't go orange though, that doesn't feel right. Um, sorry, one of my things. Uh, <laughs> I know we've got a few more coming from upstairs, so we'll wait for them before we say our blessing. I think they're coming. Maybe has everybody got something who wants something? Let's see, I'll move us this way. Oh, there they go. All right, now don't forget where you got these from so you can put them back. Otherwise, Mr. Marlin's really going to be mad at me. Uh, he did a lot of work on this. You want to pick something to hold while we say a blessing? You want to hold this? There you go. All right, now let's, let's bow our heads and pray, okay? Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you for helping us to choose you every day, to choose to serve and follow, to be in mission and ministry, to do all the big and little things we can to point to your grace and your goodness. We ask that you would bless the toys that we're holding, the toys that are laid out, the toys we're going to pack in the boxes, that they might be a blessing to those who receive them, that they might know your grace and your love through this simple act of kindness and mission that they would see you in every box and in every gift. We ask these things in the name of your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you all for coming and helping me to do that. At this time, uh, before we have our pastoral prayer and Lord's Prayer, we're going to take a minute to honor the veterans um, that are here with us today. And so um, we've got a video that's going to be queued up of all of the military anthems, um, and as If you served in a branch of the military, when your branch's anthem is played, if you would stand and be recognized so that we can uh, know who you are and um, honor you this day on this Veterans Day. And so I'm going to stop talking so that can happen. offer praise and thanksgiving and say thank you from us to those who served in the armed forces uh, on this Veterans Day weekend and uh, are glad to be able to share in a little celebration of your service this day. If you you have prayer concerns that come up during the week or uh, that happen along and along that you'd like to share with the church in worship or through our prayer concerns list in the bulletin, or through our prayer email that goes out on Thursday, please email me at pastor at gracecolumbia.org, and we'll be happy to um, get those listed. We can also take time in prayer together during the week by text or phone call, or in person. We can set up a visit uh, and make sure that we are praying together as a church, not just on Sundays, but all throughout the week. And let's go to God in prayer this morning. Merciful God, We confess that we neglect to acknowledge you as God in our lives. We live like we have complete control over our own future. We forget that you created us and that we are the sheep of your pasture. We separate ourselves from the flock and abandon our bonds with one another as we try to do it all on our own. We've traded gratitude for individualism and thanksgiving for self-reliance. Forgive us, we pray, and free us to live as your grateful people. This day we lift to you in prayer Michael and Tracy Hollingsworth in the death of Michael's brother Rick, Bernard and Felicia Presley and their family in the death of Bernard's brother Anthony, Lester Gortno, a friend of Kurt Van Gelder's in the unexpected death of Lester's wife, for George and Helena Fox, for Darlene Simpson, for Wade Thompson, for Jackie Daniel, for Judith Dolce, for Philip and Carolyn Gwynn, for Joyce and Daryl Sweeney, for the Goodrich family, for Jane Quinn, for Robert Riger, for Larry and Sheila Appleby, for Gail Simpson, for Leah Zickry, for Chad Cook, for Martin Hammond, for Joby Hammond, for Faye Hollingsworth, for Karen Furr, for Joan Smith, for Gator, Betsy, and Kyle. For Alice and Sam Jones, as Alice's sister-in-law just had a heart attack this morning, and Alice is left to be with her. For Haskell Robinson, Ann Shelton's brother who had back surgery Wednesday. For Andy Longshore, husband of one of Ann's close colleagues, uh, a young husband and father just starting treatment for cancer. For all the members of Grace and their families, for all those on our prayer concerns list, for a return to love, equality, acceptance, and justice, for those prayer concerns that go unspoken on our hearts this day. Lord, we lift these to you, ask you to hold them in your heart, to reveal your Holy Spirit. In this day, we seek to receive the good news that your steadfast love endures forever. While we were yet sinners, you made a way for us to return to you and to return to one another. By your grace, we are a forgiven and reconciled people. Thanks be to God and thanks be to Christ who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread.
2: morning. Today's scripture is taken from Joshua, the 24th chapter, verses 1 through 3a and 14 through 25. The tribes renewed the covenant. Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges, and the officers of Israel. And they presented themselves before God And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Long ago your ancestors, Terah and his sons Abraham and Nahar, lived beyond the Arapes and served other gods. And then I took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led him through all the land of Canaan and made his offspring many, And I gave him Isaac. Now therefore, revere the Lord and serve him in sincerity and faithfulness. Put away the gods that your ancestors served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Now if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served, in the region beyond the river or the gods of the amorites in whom your land you are living but as for me and my household we will serve the lord and then the people answered far be it from us that we should forsake the lord to serve the other gods for it is the lord our god who brought us and our ancestors up from the land of egypt out of the house of slavery, and who did those great signs in our sight. And he protected us along all the way that when we went, and amongst all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore, we will serve the Lord. He is our God. But Joshua said to the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn to and do you harm and consume you. And after having done you good, and the people said to Joshua, No, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said to the people, You are witnessing against yourself that you have chosen the Lord and serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. And he said, Then put away the foreign gods that are amongst you and incline your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. The people said to Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve and we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and made his statues and ordinances for them at Shechem. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated.
1: So I told you all last week that the book of Joshua has been on my heart and mind in recent weeks going back into September, um, so I guess months at this point in time. And uh, much of that thought given to the book of Joshua began with this passage, this passage from Joshua 24. This passage is one that came to me in prayer as I was preparing our charge conference forms. That's our big annual meeting where we uh, approve um, a number of important pieces for the coming year as well as report on what we've done over the past year in mission and ministry. I was preparing those forms for our charge conference in September And began to think about where grace is. What is the state of grace? I'm required uh, as a part of those charge conference um, forms to write a state of the church report um, and present it. And this is the passage that came to mind as I thought about a scriptural framework for where we are as a church. It's a passage that invites us to renew our covenant with God. It invites us to choose who we will be and who we will serve. I shared that State of the Church report in our Friday email. Uh, so if you're not seeing our emails or didn't receive or are not on our email list, please let me know or send an email to the um, office at Uh, GraceColumbia.org account and let us know that you'd like to be on that list. We have changed our email um, as of Wednesday this week, so if you stopped receiving it, check your spam box, let us know if you're not getting it, and we'll be happy to get you back on there because uh, I shared that State of the Church report, and um, in the coming weeks we'll be sharing a few more reports from our church or charge conference in our Friday emails and so I don't want you to miss those things as to where we are and what we're doing here at Grace. So we have this passage though from Joshua that I think tells us something about who we are in this moment of ministry and mission at Grace. Because even after that preparation for charge conference was completed, the passage and the story of Joshua wouldn't fully let me go. And so I was excited when it showed up in the lectionary for these past couple of weeks. Gave me an excuse to stay here for a little while. You know what I mean? Uh, See where it takes us. And part of the reason it wouldn't fully let me go is because the passage... This one in particular was inviting me to re-examine my story with God. For close to 20 years now, I have understood my call to be shaped primarily by the call of Jeremiah, the prophet. Where God calls Jeremiah and Jeremiah says, No God, I'm too young (laughs) to do this work. Not that young anymore. Um... Maybe why it's shifting, right? But this was the biblical call story that bolstered my faith in the face of my own inexperience and youth, reassured me that God could and had called me to this life of ministry as a pastor despite all my objections and all the reasons I thought it was a bad idea. So I've gone back to Jeremiah over the years, but this time around, uh, looking at Joshua, I began to understand something a little different beginning to take shape. Uh, And as the story of Joshua began to kind of stir in my heart and mind, I began to see something new that God was revealing to me about myself and about our call stories in general Our call stories as individual disciples and as churches are ever-unfolding. God doesn't stop calling us. He doesn't call us once and then just leave us be to live it out. God continues to call us and the call can change. The call can shift. The call can move in the ways that we understand it. And that means we have to take time to examine who we are and what the story being told actually is. We have to do that frequently. We have to think about our story as individual disciples and as a church and ask ourselves, is that story still in concert with the story of God in Scripture, tradition, reason, and experience? Is our story still harmonious with the story of Jesus Christ crucified and risen for our sake and for the sake of the world? Is our story still in alignment with the story that God is trying to tell through us. For me, as this passage about Joshua, and this one and the whole story of Joshua unfolded, I began to think about the fact that Joshua, like me, began his life in ministry as somebody else's assistant, uh, associate. Uh, He was Moses' second uh, in command. And then he was tasked with taking the next step in ministry to lead God's people into something new, into the promised land, to step out on his own when Moses' time was finished. Began to see some connections as Joshua was asked to do something that none of the people he was leading had ever done before. There's a lot of connections for us with Joshua to take the next step into a new promised land, somewhere old but new, to wander out of the desert (laughs) and finally make it into what God is calling us to do. So, this is the heart of the question Joshua puts to the Israelites. In the promised land, in our passage today, he has led them in settling the land. They've conquered those who would not acknowledge the mission and will of God in the settling, and they've made treaties with those that would. They've settled each tribe of Israel in particular territories. And at each milestone, they've stopped to worship and acknowledge the God who has been with them and kept God's promises. They have done so much work to this point in the story. All that God has led them to do, all of the obstacles to overcome, all of the the difficulties that Popped up over and over again and at every point when you read through Joshua when they finish something they stop to give thanks and to worship and to acknowledge God but even given all of that that they have accomplished even all of those times that they stopped to worship and acknowledge that it was God that they were serving along the way even given all of that Joshua at this point late in his life when he knows that his life and ministry is coming to a close Even given all of it, Joshua stops to tell the people of God that they must choose to serve God once again. That they've come into the promised land, that they have followed, that they have settled into the land, but they still have to choose God again this day. He tells them that all the choices that they have made to serve God up to this point are great, but they have to keep choosing God if it's going to mean anything. Every day, every minute, every hour. And they have to actively choose not just to serve God, but not to serve other gods. Because they can serve the gods of their ancestors from before Abraham was called. They can serve the gods of Egypt that their parents were enmeshed enmeshed in. Or they can even serve the gods of the Amorites out of convenience. The gods of the people who still inhabit the promised land with them. Or, or they can choose God over and over and over again. Joshua tells him, choose this day whom you will serve. We're faced with similar choices each and every day. Each and every day, we find ourselves faced with a similar choice. We, like the Israelites, can serve the gods of our ancestors. Not just the pagan gods of whatever part of the world your family comes from. We have that in our background, all of us. But the gods of nostalgia and whitewashing and rose-colored glasses that we tend to do with the past. You know, when we talk about the good old days and how things used to be. We're worshiping an uh, idol, gods of the ancestors in the past that we've created in our mind that didn't actually exist back then, but we look back and we make them into something. It's like, oh, wasn't it great way back when, when things were X, Y, and Z, different than they are now? No, it wasn't that great back then. <laughs> we just forgot all the bad stuff, or we choose not to see it. We can choose to serve the gods of our ancestors that way, or we can choose to serve the gods of Egypt, those things that held us captive in our own past, the sins that would not and maybe will not let us go. The pride and lust and apathy, they keep us from seeing the God who would deliver us. All the excuses we have for why we don't need to change or be transformed, why we don't need to actually make a change in our life, why we don't have to let go, why we don't have to confess or repent. We can serve the gods of Egypt, the gods of our ancestors from before the promised land. (laughs) And we can serve the gods of the culture in which we swim out of convenience, the gods of the Amorites. We can serve greed and nationalism and partisanship and bland, amorphous spirituality, all the gods of the peoples around us. They're all out there every single day waiting for us to serve them, hoping that we will... that we will choose them over God. The opportunity comes with every choice, with every decision, with every thought, with every action. Every time we do anything... We are choosing one way or the other. No way around it. So we can choose to serve those other gods, the idols, the small g gods that are all around us all the time, or we can choose to serve God. To see our story in the particularity of God's story. To be connected to what God is doing. To understand that God and Jesus Christ has invited us into God's life and wants us to live our lives in the light of the story of the cross and resurrection. To choose this day and every day whom we will serve and who we will be as disciples of Jesus Christ, adopted into the family and heart of God. We are empowered and enabled, equipped by God to choose this day whom we will serve as individuals and as a church to decide this day and every day, will we serve God or will we serve some other idol out there that makes it easier on us? Choose this day, Joshua says, whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 I invite you to stand and join with me as we affirm our faith using the Apostles' Creed. It's number 881 in the hymnal. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Virgin Mary, Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, be seated. As we prepare to give back to God out of all that God has so graciously given to us, I want to remind you of our giving options here at Grace. You can give online at gracecolumbia.org. There are giving links on our homepage that'll take you over to the giving page, Um, and you can set up a recurring gift by becoming an account holder, or you can make a one-time gift as an account holder or as a guest on that giving page. Um, You can connect that giving account to a giving app, and there are instructions about how to get that giving app um, on our website and that go out in our Wednesday email. And so if you're interested in Being able to give from your mobile device, um, I would encourage you to check that out. Uh, if you've brought your offering with you this morning, I want to invite you to place it in the offering plate as you depart from worship today. If you didn't have a chance to place it in there as you um, arrived, uh, and if you're staying for the Operation Christmas Child packing party, you can. You're invited just to find some time at the end, as the service is ending, to uh, make your way in to place your offering in the offering plate um, before it gets picked up to be counted. Um, we did have uh, an issue this week that I want to make you all aware of because it relates to another way that we've encouraged you to give um, on Uh, Thursday afternoon our mailbox was broken into um, and so um, while we hope that there wasn't much in there whenever uh, we think there might have been one envelope in the mailbox from what we could see um, but if you brought something to the church Wednesday afternoon uh, or evening or uh, early Thursday morning um, please let us know and we'll try to um, get that added to our police report related to the uh, mailbox that was broken into. But um, we're going to do our best to be checking the mail as frequently as we can and to work with the post office to to make sure that we're not having mail delivered at times that we can't check the mailbox. Um, But I did want to just let you all know about that in case you had been actively using um, the mail service to send your offering to the church um, and uh, to unfortunately maybe kind of discourage you from leaving cash in the box out there, for sure, um, as we uh, process through this new piece of uh, something in the parking lot. Um, It's just one of those things. Um, But we have filed a police report um, and, and expect to be contacted by the post office in the coming weeks as well. So, That's my giving update there. Um, uh, As um, Sam mentioned, next week we're going to be talking about values and vision uh, and the vision process that we have been in. I want to encourage you, if you haven't been to any of those values and vision conversations and been a part of that team, to please plan to stay around next Sunday as we talk about our progress in that, as we share with you the values that we have begun to discern for grace, because we need your feedback. If you haven't been a part of that process already um, or haven't been there in a while, we need to know what you think uh, about the the work that we're doing before we take the next steps. We want to be sure that we have our values solidly um, firmed up before we start trying to look towards where God might be calling us to go. And so if you'll plan to be a part of that conversation next week, we would greatly appreciate it um, and uh, would very much like to have your um, uh, feedback and uh, thoughts on the work we've done so far. And at this time, I'm going to invite Roger Bryant to come and offer us a financial update uh, as we um, are making it about halfway through the month of November and coming close to the end of the year.
3: Good morning, everyone. How are you? All right. Uh, a little over two months ago, I came up and uh, provided some information that uh, was a concern that uh, we had uh, seen in the, in the Finance Committee, and, uh, and, and we want to bring it to you and address what, what what the circumstances were and hopefully what we could do to, to make it better. And I wanted to let you know this morning that um, uh, Grace has responded again. And uh, uh, if you recall the situation we had that was causing us problems is basically we weren't taking in enough on an average weekly basis to, to cover our expenditures on an average weekly basis. So we were getting into a, a pretty significant deficit situation and uh, it, was, it was causing us some problems. And um, I just want to let you know, uh, when, we, when we were there uh, at that point, uh, I asked for your help in the short term, in the midterm, and in the long term. And so just to let you know today, at least for, for the last couple of months, I want to let you know what you've done as a congregation, because it's, a, it's, very, it's very impressive. Um, we were averaging about fifty. per week before we we got uh, to this situation. Well, since September, since early early September, um, we have averaged $6,800. So that's $1,200 more per week than we were averaging before. That's significant because that covers what well, our actual expenditure layout, if we had been averaging that for the whole year, we would not have a deficit. We would have a surplus. We would have money going into next year. I don't know how hard that was for each of you, but I want to ask you to look around at the people in this room and just you know, think about the fact that you as a group were able to accomplish this with, with, with barely no notice. You, you reacted, you responded, and race is benefiting for it. Um, we um, we have also not just the budget. Uh, when we were speaking with you before, the parsonage unpaid debt on the parsonage bathroom repair was uh, about eighty-eight hundred dollars. It is now only about eleven $1, hundred dollars. So in addition to helping us with the operating budget you pitched in, and you have made uh, a debt of ours just dwindled down to nothing, and I'm confident before the end of this month we'll probably have that $1,100 paid for too. So what's the the step from now on? We need to continue to focus on how we get out of that hole, stay out of that hole, and, and go ahead and, and commit to making these, uh, these these contributions that we make on a regular basis. Uh, I know it took some extra effort from each and every one of you to provide that little bit of extra. And I'll tell you one, one other thing that has been very encouraging too. Uh, we did have our uh, Consecration Sunday that came up uh, in, in October, and we have been taking in our estimates of giving And uh, we have collected, at this point, we're at uh, $225,000 pledged, which is more than we pledged last year. And we're still hoping to get some more pledges in because we know there may be some people that have been out there that that have pledged and haven't yet pledged. Still want to encourage you to get your pledges in if, if you feel led to do that. So um, I just wanted to say, in the short term, thank you for, for your response. You, you've been great. And, uh, and the next thing is for us to do is kind of work this into, this is kind of where we are every week. That We're not worrying about special efforts. We're worrying about how do we spend all this money we're taking into the glory of God. And so I don't want to come up here and ask you any more, but uh, I really appreciate what you have done. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Roger. Uh, And uh, given that great report, uh, let's go to God in prayer and thanksgiving this day. Holy Shepherd of all generations, we bring our gifts this morning with thanksgiving and praise. We present these tithes and offerings not from hearts of obligation or debt, but with the confidence and joy that through your love made incarnate in your Son, Jesus, you forever removed our debt. Our joy and gratitude are hard to contain, use our gifts and our lives to do your work of compassion, mercy, and redemption. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
4: O Jesus, I have promised to serve thee to the end. Please join me in singing hymn number 396.
1: Our mission at Grace is to know Jesus
4: and to make him known to others.
1: If you are staying for Operation Christmas Child packing for pizza and fellowship and mission, uh, we have some instructions. You're going to go through the door at the back of the sanctuary there, through the other door and into the bride's room, and that's where the pizza is set up. Um, and you'll go through that room with your pizza and then drinks are in the old kitchen over on this side in the back of the sanctuary. We're going to do everything here. Pizza, drinks, all that stuff. So find a place to eat. Um, Try not to make a mess because I'm making the trustees very nervous with all of these instructions. Um, (laughs) But we have a great thing happening today where we have Operation Christmas Child and the Girl Scouts have an event planned for the Fellowship Hall for their uh, work and their um, programs that happen over there. And so we are sharing our space and doing What we do here at Grace Best, which is finding a way. Um, And so we uh, we will be all over here today. um, And so I hope that you'll stay and be a part of that. So this day and every day, choose who you will serve. Choose. Choose who you will follow. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. We ask that God would bless the food that we're going to receive, would bless the work that we're going to do, and would be in all that we are and all that we have. Amen.